Resurrection Sunday. But in, we're going to be looking for the next few weeks, like I said, Tuesday every Tuesday and every Thursday, we're going to hit a pause on everything and just look at the Psalms. Um, I look at the Psalms, and I think it's very appropriate because throughout history, you always see that when uh, country, people go through various crises, um, Psalms have been very important in people's life through various trials and tribulation. Um, even looking at church history, just how different Psalms spoke to different people. I hope you guys were blessed even this uh, this past Sunday when we look at Psalms 91. That Psalms 91 is read during times of war, during times of national tragedy and all of that. But I hope as we see, it's more than just about us. Um, it's also about Christ. But I also think the way to look at this is also minister to us one-on-one. I think it could be so simple. My daughters could read that going through trials, and I think you should minister to them. And as minister to us, it might, we don't necessarily have to go in-depth Bible study. It ministers, it shows we're crying out to God in times of trials and tribulation. And as we go through various things, um, I don't know if you guys hear on the news. Um, I saw on the news uh, a few months ago that there was a rise of, um, there was, has been a rise of even domestic abuse um, in China because of the people are staying at home because of the virus. Um, and also, just before you think, oh, that's just Chinese people. They're they're all kind of wife beaters or something like that. That, by the way, that's not true, right? Um, I've also saw the news already um, that um, there's one of the children hospital news that was reporting that there's also a rise of child abuse, and they're thinking maybe that has to do with people staying at home and even domestic violence in the states. So don't just before we look all over. I think it it's not the virus itself, but I think as people stay at home, our sinful nature comes out. Okay, our sinful nature comes out. Uh, anyone here a Hitchcock fan? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock, the the director. Okay, uh, I am. Okay. I remember that there's one film that they had that I thought was so amazing. Uh, not that it's amazing, uh, but it shows the depths of the sinfulness of human nature, where it shows like I guess this ship. It was World War II time period. A German uh, submarine uh, hit. Uh, fire torpedo sank the ship, but then there were some survivors that were in the boat. You guys know anyone? One of you guys know that movie? And they're in this boat, but then as they're sitting in the boat, they're you know from all walks of life, you know, uh, all walks of life. Yeah, I can't think of the title. But as they're in the yeah. ship, uh, as they're in this little boat, you see their sinful nature. Distrust happens. It's close quarter, right? And then they finally were able uh, save this one guy that was a German. Um, uh, naval officer, and then you see that you don't need an enemy that's external. The people themselves, Americans, could turn against ourselves. I guess what I'm trying to say is that we have a sinful nature. We have a sinful nature, and the light of this, and we're in the times of trials and tribulations. Sometimes we could be our own worst enemies. We have an enemy within. So I think this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Phil. Just because of, uh, of Zoom, uh, of sound, you know. Yeah, uh, we'll just focus on with the passage. Okay. So we remember. We could think of the scenarios. Why it's a classic. I think is because of our human nature. And I think the Psalms. I want to make an argument that as we go through trials, sometimes it might not be the time right now to go through all of this. It might not be the time to look at Romans nine and wonder. Gee, I wonder how double predestination work. Okay. Or is there a predestination? Where the all the theoretical or, or the deep doctrines. And sometimes what we need is actually I want to make a case that when we go through trials, one of the most practical places we go through is actually the book of Psalms. To read it, to whether to study in depth or just to read or to meditate. Okay, And the argument I'm going to give tonight is going to be actually from the life of Jesus. Uh, when I think a little bit more, uh, if we think about 7 billion people on this earth, 
people go through various trials. Seven billion people. Sometimes our trial, my trial is not the same as someone else's. Um, there's many of you guys in, your, in our church that have gone through trials much more tougher than mine. And I'm willing to concede that. But when I think about all the people that exist in, throughout history, I think as Christians, as people that believe in the Bible, if there is one human being that has gone through trials beyond anything that we could imagine, including taking on the full wrath of God for, for all the punishment that deserved the world, who is that one person we would say that suffered the most? Yeah, Jesus Christ, okay? I like how Jin answered us artistically with the cross, right? He did this, right? It's, it's Jesus Christ, okay? Now, when thinking about this, Jesus Christ went through so much suffering, and yet also He was an example for us, yes. He's an example in His suffering. You know, First Peter and many parts of the Bible applies that truth. When you look at the way He faced through trials and struggles, do you think the Word of God was important as He faced through trials? I don't just mean temptation, we think of, for instance, Jesus' temptation by Satan in the wilderness. I think it's the Word of God, would you guys say it's important for how He's able to victoriously, in His humanity, be able to go through the trials that you and I have. Yes, okay? So I think I want to look at Jesus' life, uh, and I just want to make uh, two points for tonight. Why we should read the Psalms. Why, should you, why you should read the Psalms, not just waiting for Sunday sermon or Tuesday Bible study. Why, whenever we go through trials, we should always read the psalm. And I want to make my argument from two points from Jesus' own life, of why, of, in His own life, of how He got through His trials of going to die on the cross, was that Jesus Christ, in His humanity, though He's fully God, in His humanity, the way He's able, as a human being, to go through that trial, was not because He had the cheat card of pulling His God, uh, divine power to help Him, but He decided to be just like us, using the same resources we have, which is the Word of God and the Book of Psalms, okay? Uh, so two points why I want to make the argument, why we should turn to the Psalms, and really the two points is based upon Jesus looking at the Psalms, is point number one, if you're taking notes, okay? Point number one is I want to make the point that in Jesus' uh, last 24 hours, point number one is the last 24 hours of Jesus' life, He sang the Psalms, okay? Uh, point number one, uh, the last 24 hours of Jesus' life, Jesus sang the Psalms, okay? Um, so if you're taking notes, point number one is the last 24 hours of Jesus' life, Jesus sang the Psalms, okay? Uh, Jesus would have sang the Psalms. If you guys can, uh, turn with me to the Gospel of Matthew, okay? The Gospel of Matthew 26, verses 30, okay? Uh, Matthew 26, verses 30. Uh, Matthew 26, verse 30. Josh, if I could have you be voluntold to read out loud, big boy voice, Matthew 26, verse 30. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then okay. Jesus said to them, You will fall away because of me. This night, for it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep of the flock. Okay, so in looking at this, okay, uh, I want to call attention to the fact that this is the night before Jesus Christ was going to die. Um, this is before he went to Mount Olives, okay? Um, what was he doing according to this verse, verse 30? He was what? Singing, okay? What was that night? What was going on that night? The night, the, the, the last meal Jesus ate. What was the special holiday occasion in Israel at that time? You guys could respond to me. Passover. 
Yeah. Uh, someone said Passover? Lord's Supper. Passover. Yeah, the Passover. Okay. In fact, uh, we know history, right? What, 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 why is there a Passover? Is because the very first Passover, God freed what? God freed the Jews from the Hebrews from uh, slavery, and I actually think the event points us to the cross. Okay. Um, Christian communion is very similar, uh, except for one missing element, which is there's no more sacrifice of a lamb. Because why? Christ was the lamb that died for us, okay? But I would actually say the last Passover, or the last Passover that should be for Christ and even for believers, because afterward there will be a new covenant, which is now the uh, Lord's Supper, right? In the very last supper, in the very last Passover, we know that Jesus was participating there, and they would have sang a song, okay? And the song they would sing during that time is actually from Psalm uh, 113 to 118, is what the Jews would have sang the night before, okay? The Jews would have sang Psalm 113 to 118. So I'm bringing this to say that I think God set it up in His uh, sovereignty, is these songs, these six songs from 113 to 118, is a psalm that Jesus would have read. And I think God set it up in such a way that this would have ministered to Jesus Christ. And notice, Jesus didn't just read these psalms, but Jesus would have sang that. And those psalms, if you read Psalm 113-18, would have ministered to people going through trials and tribulation. And how much more it ministered to Jesus Christ, who is going to do a feat that no human being would have ever done before Him and after Him, which is go and bear the sin on the cross of the whole world to save us from the wrath of God. In that light, I think that totally changes everything, okay? By the way, if you guys could turn with me one more time to Mark 14, 26. This is very similar, but I want to make a point that it's not just one gospel writer that has noticed the significance of Jesus Christ singing on the Passover night, okay? Uh, Mark 14, verse 26. Uh, Mark 14, verses 26. Yes, Mark 14, verses 26. If I could have... Um, okay. Sorry, I'm not even there yet. Okay, after singing a hymn, okay? Right? So notice again, it repeats. I want to make a point here that this is more than one... Um, uh, gospel writer of the life of Jesus that made this observation, okay, that Jesus was singing. Then the next question for us is this. What was Jesus Christ singing? What would have Jesus Christ have sang? Now remember, it's a Passover night, okay? That's almost like if I ask you the question, okay, if I were to write down and say, you know, oh, TCAC, on Christmas Eve service, they all sang a song. Does it kind of narrow down what songs we might be singing? What are some songs very likely we'll be singing? Silent Night, okay, what else? Oh, Christmas tree, okay. All of this, okay. Deck the halls, okay. My daughters are like, like jingle bells, okay. Um, okay. So all that stuff, okay. So I think the reason why he didn't tell us is because the gospel writer was never specific what they sang. It was because the Jews was actually very, whereas to, when I say, what will we be singing on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve program at church? We kind of have an idea. But for Jews, they had a set liturgy. They had a set order. You know what it is? They would sing as this, okay. Remember, they would use Psalm 113 and 118. Psalm 113 and 118, the way they would sing it is this. Um, the way they would sing it is, oh man. Uh, so the way they would, how they go about singing it is the, before they eat the meal, uh, before they eat the meal, they would sing uh, Psalm 113 
and Psalm 114 first, okay? They'll sing it before their meal, you know, when they, um, you know, grab, you know, the bread, have the bread and also the um, lamb and just eat that, okay? Um, and roll up a lamb tacos, right? Okay? No, I'm just joking. But uh, Psalm 115 to 118 would be after their meal. So after Jesus Christ, the Lord's Supper, remember the tension they would have sang before? Jesus would have had the whole discussion. One of you guys would betray me. Judas went out. And after Judas went out, Jesus then said, okay, the meal's done. And what would they sing? Psalm 115 to 118, okay? By the way, why, why am I excited about this? I know some of you guys have been with our church for so long, ever since I've been. I always talk about my favorite psalm, Psalm 118, okay? Um, that's actually Messianic prophecy, but I think it's more than just Psalm 118, okay? But they would have sang that song. And notice my point is this, that the night before Jesus Christ would have died, Jesus had the psalm. God has set it up. The psalms would minister to who? Jesus. And then he went to Mount Olives to what? To pray, okay? And this is why for the next few weeks, I want to go march slowly through from Psalm 113 on, Sun, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursday, marching us to the cross, okay? In the previous time in our church, I've gone over Psalm 118, but I've never gone through Psalm 113 to 117 in that fashion of looking at it as a marching towards the cross to say, hey, we've been expecting you. Oh, Jesus Christ, okay? So why should you and I read the Psalms when we are going through trials, whether coronavirus, whether we're depressed, whether we are going through depression or, or hardship or break relationship or, or bad relationship or, or, or difficulties or, or pregnancies? Why do we read the Psalms? It's because, number one, if you think about the one man that has gone through the most suffering than anyone else is Jesus Christ. And the night before he died, 24 hours before he died, the Psalms was been important. Actually, I don't even think it's just the... 24 hours before. It's a whole week the Jews would have been reading this psalm. Every night, one psalm a night, walking towards the Passover. And each one would have ministered to Jesus Christ in the last week of Christ. The world's craziest seven days, I would actually say, is the last seven days before Christ would have died. Those days, Jesus Christ knew He was going to suffer, and I think He was already suffering. And each psalm, God had ordained it for the Jews to sing each night Every night, Jesus Christ would have read this leading up to the Passover when they read all six psalms. And that would have ministered to him to allow him to have the strength to minister to him to walk towards the cross and say, Yes, it is difficult, but I will suffer and I will die for the elect or for the world, for their sins. Okay? So that's number one. Should we also, if, by the way, if Psalm 113, 118 is good enough for Jesus Christ, would, would that be good enough to minister to us? Yeah, okay. Even as we carry our own cross in following Christ, that should also minister to us also as well, okay? Um, I'm going to do something with the screen here real quick. Okay, I'm going to do something, uh, a share screen. Is it sharing screen right now? Do you guys see my screen? Yeah. Okay, you guys see my screen, right? Okay. Then I'm going to open up my browser you guys probably see oh wow Jimmy has so many tabs open okay I want to show you something here actually it's not from a Christian website this is actually from the Talmud the Talmud is oral tradition remember the thing that Jesus Christ um, say was uh, like you know the Jews follow too much tradition right and those tradition didn't always follow the Bible okay so this is from the Talmud okay you guys see some squiggly lines that squiggly line things um, if I have, have my uh, squiggly line things here is Hebrew okay they usually read um, so, uh, so uh, you could like put the letters on the dreidel. Uh, letters on what you said? On the dreidel. 
Oh, I don't know oh, that. Yep. Okay, yeah. So Hebrew be, read from, you know how English read from what? <clears throat> left to right? Hebrew reads from what? Right to uh, left. Okay, that's why you see number seven here, okay? This so is from... So we reverse from English. Yeah. By the way, this... Like the, Jap like the Japanese, you said? <laughs> it, by the way, Korean, does it read uh, left to right or right to left? Or uh, top to bottom? Sorry. I didn't hear you, Jim. Uh, okay. Okay, left. Okay. So if you look here, and this is from the what is called the Mishnah. Um, so the Jewish Talmud is, they have two parts, okay? Mishnah is explanation, um, you know, uh, uh, and they're, they're basically commentaries of other Jewish rabbi commentaries. And the translation here in Mishnah uh, Peshenkim, okay, here, it actually mentioned about the, so the Psalm 113 and 118, by the way, is called Hilah, okay? So if you look at my mouse here, you guys can see my mouse, it says the first division, and these are talking about the Jewish Levites, uh, how they do Passover. They went out and the second entered, okay? The second went out and the third entered. As they did so, so did the second and third. They recited the Halal. You guys see that? So Halal actually yeah. means the collection of Psalm from 113 to 118, okay? Uh, which Jesus Christ would have read that night with all the Jews, okay? So basically they're saying when they're doing animal sacrifices, the Jews were what during Passover? The, the Levites, they'll be butchering, but they'll be what? Happy butchers singing the Psalms, okay? And it says that they finished it as while they're chopping, they will repeat it. And if they repeat it and were not yet finished, they will recite it third time. Though they never did recite it third time. And it says, Rabbi Judah said, the third division never reached, I love Lord for he hears. So they're basically saying, oh, you know, when they sing, when they're doing all the chopping, they'll sing up to three times, Psalm 113, 118. But they'll never complete the third time or the second time. But in the end, they always end uh, here. They never reach this part, the third time. I love Lord for who He hears. Then the question, and He's saying it's from the Psalms. The question is, what Psalm is it? it? Says, I love Lord for who He hears. If you guys look with me here, now this is from the NASB. Turn with me to Psalms one sixteen, or just look on my screen. You see Psalms one sixteen. It says, I love the Lord because He hears. Okay. The reason why I'm, I'm saying all this is um, is uh, for a point. Uh, I'm going to stop sharing screen now. This is back to normal. My point is this, that when you look at the Jewish uh, rabbinic writing, you see that uh, my idea is not crazy, that the Jews read the night before, uh, before Christ died, right? What they would have done is... You guys can hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh, whoops. Okay. Sorry, I, my, I lost my screen. Okay. So, uh, what is going on here? Hi, hi Jackie. Okay. Oh, sorry. So, uh, going back on, is what's going on here, I'm trying to say, is Psalm 113 would have been read the night before Christ would have died. Psalm 118, all of this. Jesus Christ, um, if he's going through a tough time, I want to know what is the verses in the Bible that help Jesus in his most difficult time, doing the most difficult thing of all, which is to die for our sin. And I think that should be for us. When we go through our tough time, when we are anxious, when we are, whether or not we're going to be unemployed or laid off or, or, or going through just, the misery of just being at home, not seeing others, when we're going through depression, when we're going through anxiety, what, psalm, what part of the Bible should we read? The Psalms. Because if it helped Jesus Christ, the last night before He's going to die, how much more should it minister to us in our trials also as well, as we carry our own cross following Jesus Christ, okay? So, first reason, like I said, reviewing, why should we read the Psalm when we're going through a tough time, whether coronavirus or other time, uh, tough hardship in your life with pregnancy or, or whatever, all of this is read the Psalms because if the last 24 hours Jesus sang the Psalms, 
How much more so should we read the Psalms, meditate upon it, even sing it also as well? Uh, my second point for tonight, why should we read the Psalms in our own life uh, when we go through trials and tribulation, is our second point is this. The last words of Jesus included the Psalms, okay? The last words of Jesus included the Psalms, okay? Uh, are last words of people important before they die? Yeah, okay. Uh, are the last words of people important before they die? Yes, okay. Uh, by the way, in history, are there any famous last words? Anyone? You guys think of any f- famous last words? Okay. Anyone? Any history geeks out there? Is Ben Wurtz with us tonight? No, he's not. Okay. Uh, I think last words are important, okay? Any, could you guys think of any? Okay. Uh, There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Okay, well, he, Franklin Roosevelt didn't say that when he died, um, but he, he was famous for that speech, okay? Uh, you too, Brutus. Okay, Victor, you know your history or either you're an English lit lover or something like that, okay? Yeah. Uh, A2, Brutus. You okay? Um, A2. A2, okay. Uh, just to fill in the background, uh, we just passed March 15th, okay? March 15th is when Julius Caesar died, okay? There's a little bit of history lesson. Uh, there's a point to all this, okay? Um, I know, like, we know of Julius Caesar murder because of Shakespeare, <laughs> But Shakespeare's account wasn't fully, um, it was very poetic. Um, in real life, I think it was more than just Brutus, okay? Actually, there was a, probably a revolved a 60 different individuals from all the historians, that, all the people that wrote it at that time period. And Brutus was one of those popular. And the reason why he said, you too, Brutus, was uh, all these guys went to stab him, right? Um, every, like, was apparently, according to history, like 60 individuals stabbed him, okay? Some of them was after he died, just to say, hey, I killed Caesar, and therefore, you know, they take over Julius Caesar, okay? But Brutus, he was just surprised because he, he, that was almost his adopted son, okay? He gave so much favor, okay, to him. He was thinking, what, you too, okay? So that's one thing. But then you know what? Um, I think of another thing um, is I think famous words with Jesus Christ dying. There's seven different phrases he says he died, okay? But when he was dying, I think you can kind of see what he's thinking about. He's thinking about us, right? He's thinking about saving us. He's thinking about God's glory, Okay, he's thinking about all these things, but two of the seven phrases actually is a quotation from the book of Psalms. Okay, turn with me real quick to Matthew 27, verse 46. Matthew 27, verse 46. Okay, Matthew 27, verses 46. We're going to look at one of seven Jesus' famous saying that actually quotes from the scripture, from the Bible, but specifically the book of Psalms. Okay, uh, when we turn there, could I have. Um, Josh, I guess you could read uh, the, that psalm. The psalm or the oh, correction. Matthew 26, verse 30. 26, 30? Yeah, Matthew 26, 30. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Oh, okay. You know what? I read, told you the wrong one. Matthew 27, sorry. Matthew 27, 46, okay? Sorry. Matthew 27, 46. The ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Yeah, what so, we... God, God, yeah. So, this is Jesus Christ on the cross. The ninth hour, uh, I would say at 3 p.m. our time, or, or 3 p.m. the way we normally think of time. He cries out in Aramaic, um, Eli, Eli, Lama Shabbat. Aramaic is basically a mutt language of um, Hebrew with a bit of a uh, other Babylonian influence, okay, that, that was 
um, spoke in that time, okay? And yet, in the same time, in translation, this is what, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That this moment when he's dying on the cross, he's separated from God the Father to take the punishment of all our sin, to take the wrath of God, okay? And then if you look here real quick, that's a quotation from where? The Old Testament, uh, from the book of Psalms, Psalm 22, verse 1. Let's turn with me to Psalm 22, verse 1, okay? Psalms 22, verses 1. When we turn there, uh, Jin, would you be able to read out loud Psalm 22, verses 1? Psalm 22 to 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My groaning. Yeah. You see here that Jesus Christ is thinking about what? The Psalms, when he read this, okay? Uh, I think this Psalm is talking about Jesus Christ dying to save us from our sins, okay? I mean, this is not talking about David because if you look at verses, uh, if you look for uh, in verses sixteen, it mentioned they pierce my hand and my feet. Okay, they pierce my hand and my feet. Um, uh, David, who wrote this, was never pierced by his enemies, his hands and his feet. This is actually a prediction of Jesus Christ one thousand years before he would have died. Okay, that they predicted this. By the way, even the Jews interpreted this until Jesus. After Jesus Christ, they start stop saying, "Oh, it's not." Uh, Christian, but in the Jewish Targum, um, you know, like it's like today too, right? Like a lot of people that are Chinese ethnicity, they might not be able to speak Chinese. So then you have to have like, like for me, when I read um, what do you call it, Sunju, Art of War, right? The famous classic. I didn't read it in English, uh, Chinese. I read it in what? English. English translation, okay? Same thing. They had Aramaic Targum. And in there, they actually said Psalm 22 is about the Messiah, okay? So this is, so Jesus dying on the cross. What was he thinking about? The Psalms. That was one of his last words. Turn with me also as well. Turn, oh, girls, yes, can sit down. Turn with me also as well to Luke 23, verse 46. Luke 23, verse 46. Luke 23, verse 46. Let's turn this. Luke 23, verse 46. Uh, Rebecca, could you read Luke 23, verse 46 for me? Uh, Luke 23, verse 46. And you can come over here to read, okay? So we can hear your voice. Luke 23, verse 46. Luke 23, verse 46. Uh oh, you're here. You're right. You're already there. 46. Right here. Can you be closer? And then Jesus cried out with a loud voice. He said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Okay. And having said this, he breathed his last. Yeah, this is one of Jesus' last words. Literally, the last words of all those seven words, okay? And when he said this, is this from anywhere in the scripture? Yeah, if you know your Old Testament, if you know your scripture, he's actually thinking about and quoting what? The scriptures, okay? Turn with me to Psalms 31, okay? Psalm 31. Yeah, verses, uh, verses, oh man, I can't find it right now. Um, verse 5. Oh, verse 5, okay. Eric, you want to read that for me? Um, uh, into your hand I commit my spirit. 
You have ransomed me, O Lord, God of truth. Yeah, so what we see here is that Jesus, when he's dying, he's thinking about the Psalms. I think that's the only way he was able to go through all that without sinning, without being overbearing, is actually the Psalms, okay? So this is my, my second point of my argument, is that as we're going through trials, as you're going through difficulties, as we're even as a country together, not even a country, as even different parts of the world, um, earlier this today, um, I found out that the guys that we minister to, you know, even the orphanage, right, um, in a certain country, in East Asia, right? Um, they're also on lockdown also as well. I think they have even more trials in the sense that they don't have as much technology or to do Zoom and all of that um, as readily available in terms of like their network's still 3G, that kind of thing, okay? But I'm bringing this to say is this, that as we see the whole world go through this, a good place, even as you're uh, redeeming the time, and I love Leo's prayer request earlier, right? That what do I do with this time? Let's, let's focus on God. Read the Psalms. But also make it a point in your life, whenever you go through tough time, read the scriptures, read the Psalms as you're going through difficulties, okay? Other parts of the Bible, I'll be honest, sometimes it's hard when we go through trials, okay? But yet also we should read the Psalms because look at how Jesus was able to victoriously go on a cross to die for our sin. He did this because he was the night before, he was singing the Psalms. Um, even on the cross, he's also thinking about the Psalms and the Word of God ministering to him. Also as well. So I think it's important for us, as even as we go through our trials, even as we go through all our uh, difficulties, we must definitely, what? Worship God and read through the Psalms, okay? If you guys turn with me now to Psalm 113, I just want to show you just one way, perhaps, um, just some ways, perhaps, how it minister to Jesus. And again, next week, we're going to... Go ahead, Josh. Uh, at the Psalms 113, I was noticing one box. The Psalms 113 is part of a series, including the 104 to 106, and 111 to 113, and 115 to 117. Uh, some of the Psalms we were talking about, uh, they're called the Hallelujah Psalms. Yeah. Yeah. Are you reading uh, MacArthur's commentary or something else, or Schofield reference? I'm uh, reading the MacArthur Study Bible. Okay. Okay, that's good. Okay, uh, Psalm 113, um, some people group it also as well with everything that came before. It's also known as, besides Halal Psalms, is because it's uh, the first verse. Some of your version, does it, any of your, it says praise the Lord. It's literally in Hebrew, hallelujah. Hallelujah, what does it mean in Hebrew? Is praise the Lord, okay? If you notice in the beginning, hallelujah is verse 1, and verse 9, it ends with what? Hallelujah, praise the Lord also as well. But at the same time, 113 and 118, uh, Next week, we'll go over this even more. I think they're even connected in, uh, in, in a crazy way where it's intel you look at it as like, it's not, you know, it's not as if they just threw a whole bunch of songs. Um, there's no relations. I don't know if you guys ever, back in the day when people used to listen to albums, right? Now today, we just have what? We just have, uh, I don't know, Amazon Music or whatever, right? Back in the day when people have albums, do you guys ever have this? You wonder, why did they put the songs a certain order? You're trying to figure it out and then you think, oh, there's no reason. But that's not the way Psalms is, okay? Psalms is actually laid out for a very intentional reason, as we will see next week in even more detail. But in looking at Psalm 113, what we read earlier, I think there's different ways how it, we could see even just a window, and we'll go into details more next week, how it ministered to Christ. I think the way it ministered to Christ, that even when Christ was going across, one to three made him think about everything I'm going to do, there's going to be glory with God forever, okay? If you look, it's a lot about praising the Lord, right? Uh, praise the Lord, verses 1, or hallelujah, some of your version. Praise those servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then in verses 2, blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth, 
What is this time? I could imagine Jesus Christ reading this and saying, the time of Him dying on the cross. I mean, are we still today around the world, people still thanking God, praising God for Him dying on the cross for saving our sin? Yes. So I think one of the perspective is this psalm encouraged even Jesus Christ going to the cross, even as He's the hours, the weeks, hours, and even on the cross itself. What led Him to continue on is A, I'm going to suffer, but it's going to be forever to the praise of my Father, God the Father. Uh, in his triune relationship is what makes him continue to persevere. Verses 4, the nation, the Lord is high above the nations, okay? Um, as Christians, I don't think there's any room for racism, okay? Even as it's Jewish, it doesn't mean the Jewish is great. Because I think the Old Testament has always been not just about the Jews. It was always been about the saving the nations, all of us, right? Uh, nations in Hebrew is goyim, mean all of us Gentiles, okay? I mean, today, I mean, as we gather, I, you know, like we all love we're all pork-eating Gentiles, right? We all like pork, right? For the Jews, that would have been dirty, right? But why is it today we're all pork-eating Gentiles? Whether you like your dim sum, whether you like your uh, El Pastor tacos or whatever else, right? Why is it that God bring all kinds of people and allow this? Because God's plan always has been to save the nations. So I think in verses 4, when it says the Lord is above all the nations, He's thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm loving these people that He's going to save. I'm, he's thinking, I'm going to love these people and I'm holding on that these nations, I'm gathering not just for the Jews, I'm bringing all the world. There's no place for racism, of course, in the Christian life. But this is what continues on. But look at verses 7 to 8. Look at verses 7 to 8, okay? Um, he raises the poor from the dust. Actually, let's read this together out loud. Just repeat after me. He raises the poor from the dust. He raises the poor from the dust. And lifts the needy. And lifts the needy. From the ash heaps. Okay. Okay. And in verse 8, you don't have to read this out loud. I'll just hear this. To make them sit with princes, or some of your version says nobles. Okay. Now, when we read this, most of us, if we're not as familiar with our Old Testament, we will say, oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. That's new. But actually, if you actually look in this context, this is actually not new. Okay. This is actually um, the songwriter. I think very likely is David, is actually quoting from some er earlier part of the scriptures, okay? If you guys could turn with me, remember what you've just read out loud, and turn with me to 1 Samuel, okay? 1 Samuel 2, okay? This psalm is saying, you know, um, he's saying that, you know, God raises the uh, poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heaps, okay? Uh, where is this from? If you turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 2, Verses 8, okay? In the context of First Samuel chapter 2, verses 8, this is actually, there was a woman named Hannah, okay? Uh, she was very old, and she could not have any kids. Which, by the way, back then, uh, in the Jewish society back then, that would have seemed like, oh, dishonored, right? Hey, how come you can't have kids? People will keep on asking. Oh, yeah, can you imagine the stress, right? The stress is, is stressful today, but even more so in that culture, an honor and a face uh, culture, right? And if you look after Jesus, uh, after God allowed um, Hannah to have a baby, which later would be what his name is what Samuel. Samuel. That Samuel would be a prophet serving who God, uh, uh, or serving God. Okay, sorry, um, and the one that picks uh, David as king, as my wife just said right now. But yet afterward, when they had a child, Hannah's happy, so she sings praises to who, mm -hmm. to the Lord, thanking God for having this child. Look with me in verses eight. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heaps to make them sit with nobles. Does that look like anywhere we just read earlier? Yeah. From Psalm 1 
13, okay? I bring this to say is this. I think when Jesus Christ was dying on the cross, I think he knows his Bible, okay? He would have think about this, meditate upon it the night before. But notice what, why is it included in Psalm 113 is this. Because it's saying, hey, you know what? Jesus Christ, when he's dying on the cross, he's thinking about that he's also, what? Redeeming even widows, okay? And even redeeming barren women also as well. And here in quoting this, this is one barren woman. But look at how the psalm ends. Uh, First uh, Samuel chapter 2, verses 10, okay? Those who contend with the Lord will be shattered. Against them he will thunder in the heavens. The Lord will judge the earth, ends of the earth, and he will give strength to his king. Isn't this, by the way, stop here real quick. Isn't this interesting? In this time when, when Hannah was alive, was there any king of Israel yet at this time? The answer is no. But in other words, this song is a prophecy. By the way, does it say kings or singular king? Singular, one king, okay? And he will exalt the horn. Horn is usually affiliated with what? Salvation, sacrifice, right? Of his anointed. I think it's unfortunate in English, we, it's just as anointed. Literally, Hebrew word for anointed is what? Hamashiach, which is what? The Messiah, okay? In other words, uh, for her, she's not just only thanking God that she's able to have kids, but she's looking way into the future and thanking God for what? That one day God will bring about a Messiah, anointed one. And yes, it says God should, we should definitely deserve the wrath of God, right? Should be All those who go against us should be opposed. But do you know what happened? Christ died and what? Save us from the wrath of God to come, okay? So when in singing all this, I think what keeps him going also as well with the Messiah is also he's thinking about saving individuals, down to individual of even widow, or correction, not widows, even a barren woman and even Hannah herself. So I think in all of this, I think why we should read the psalm, I think it also encourages us to also think a God-centered way instead of just only me, me, a man-centered way also as well. To see God's doing a greater thing, things that we cannot understand. And this is one of the reasons why we must read the Psalms, okay? is because even as Jesus Christ going to the worst thing that anyone has never experienced, He's strengthened. As it says in First Samuel uh, earlier, 2.10, it's the Lord that strengthened this King. It's the Lord that strengthened Jesus. But how did He strengthen Him? Well, God the Father's presence was gone. But what strengthened Him was the Word of God was the Word of God, the Psalms itself. And that should also strengthen us too. When we go through trials, if Jesus Christ, number one, the 24 hours before He died, He was reading the Psalms, He's singing the Psalms, and that ministered to Him to do the hardest thing to save us. If number two, if even on the cross, He's thinking about the Psalm, He's saying the Psalms, how much more when we're going through our trials, when we pick up our cross following Jesus, we should also as well read the Psalms to be able to encourage us whether through coronavirus or through other crises, the Psalms should be there to minister to us and make us think about God first and also putting our trials in perspective. Okay? Uh, let me stop here at this point. Uh, this is no longer.